Hello everyone and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is your boy Logan here and today uh, we're going to be doing a review on the entire Stranger Things Season 3. So I'll strap in and get ready for some Logan laying shit down. So I'm going to do a quick run through of basically what the season in is. So underneath this new mall that has been created at Hawkins, there's a Russian lab which is opening back up the gate to the Upside Down. This, of course, awakens the Mind Flayer, who then takes Billy and corrupts him, turning him into, like, a little worker. Uh, there's, like, four different teams. Uh, Nancy, Jonathan is one of them. The adult team is made up of Hopper and Joyce. Then you have the kids, uh, well, two sections of the kids. So, you have Robin, new character, love her, we'll talk about her later. Dustin, Erica, Lucas's, uh little sister, and then Steve, and then uh, I think, yes, and then the last team is, of course, Lucas, Max, Eleven, Mike, and Will. So, there's, like, four different teams. Uh, They all, uh, you have two teams, which are focused, uh, Jonathan and Nancy, and um, Mike and Eleven and their team, and I say team because they kind of separate everybody in this in the show throughout the entire season too. And these two are dealing with the supernatural stuff, like the upside down and the monsters and shit. And then you have on the other side of things, Robin. So I'm drinking a protein shake, so I might take some breaks. Um, so Robin, Steve, um, Dustin, and Erica, and. Hopper and Joyce, and of course, you know, the the conspiracy theorist guy, I like to call him, um, from season two, they are dealing with the Russians. Now, there is a new character, two new characters, Robin and Alexi. Alexi, I thought was pretty funny. I liked him personally, even though he was a Russian and he was supposed to be one of the bad guy scientists. I liked him. Um, and it was actually sad when he died, um... So I was very, you know, saddened by it. But at the same time, it just goes to show you can be with a character for legit a few episodes and actually develop a connection you didn't even know uh, until he died. Now, me, I'm not the person that sits on the couch and couch and cries about this sort of stuff. Like, you know, I don't get hurt to my core from seeing some people die on TV. Uh, I'm not like that. Not even with Avengers Endgame. Like, everybody knows I love Marvel. Marvel is the new Transformers for me. Everybody knows I love, you know, Halloween, the horror genre, sci-fi genre, Predator, Alien, um, Transformers, um, Avengers. Everybody knows I love that shit. But even with the Avengers, in Avengers Endgame, with Tony's death and Natasha's death, I didn't die. I didn't, like, die in my chair. Like, I felt sad, but I didn't ball crying. Even though I've been with them this entire way, I knew Tony was going to die, so it didn't really upset me that bad. You know, if you didn't see it coming, it would really upset you. I heard some kids crying about it. But in this uh, season, there will be deaths. Three that I can name of significance. Uh, Billy, Alexi, and Hopper. But Hopper's death, though, is kind of implied that he's still alive because the post credit scene, they say not the American. And they bring you to this Russian base where they have a Demogorgon. And they feed this prisoner, which I assume is Russian, uh, to... The Demogorgon, and I'm just sitting there like, okay, so Hopper could still be alive. Because even when the explosion did happen, and they did take out the uh, Russian machine, which was opening the portal back up to the Upside Down, we didn't see Hopper die. We saw the scientist die, but we never saw what happened to Hopper, so Hopper could still very well be alive. Um, 
But yeah, so Hopper could still be out there. So for those of you who are waiting for Stranger Things Season 4, Hopper could still be alive. So don't count him out yet. Because, trust me, uh, he's probably not gone. Um, so let's talk about for a second, um, about characters, right? So I just gave you kind of the whole overlay of what the series was. Obviously, this is all spoilers. I'm putting it in the fucking, uh, description and I'm putting it in the title. So I don't gotta worry about that whole thing. Um, but yeah, so with, um... Stranger Things Season 3, with the new... I already covered Alexi. There wasn't really a whole bunch to him that I loved. I just thought he was funny. And somehow I developed a connection with him. But Robin. Oh my fuck. So, I loved Robin. She was great with Steve. Great. She was hilarious. I thought she was an amazing character. Um, And I loved every moment that she was on screen with Steve. Like... Her and Steve on screen was more engaging to me than Jonathan and Nancy. And I used to be all over those two. Like, oh shit, they need a date. Uh, ever since season one. And now it's like, you know, when somebody's together, you're like, yes, when it happens. But then once they're together, you don't really focus on that relationship enough. The time I realize in, in, in cinema today, everybody focuses on the relationships that are building up compared to the ones that are already established. Because... It's more exciting for the build-up than when they're already established. In this move, in, in this, um, with Eleven and Mike, I think they're another, oh yeah, and also, um, no, actually I'll get to that later, because it was one of the a moments I was like, eh, on, and I'll, I'll go into why after. So, Mike and Eleven, they had some um, tremendous character building. Really showing their love for each other, even when they get broken up and stuff, or when they break up, or, well, Eleven breaks up with Mike. Um, it's very interesting to see how they grow as characters, you know? Because, I, like, I've been watching them since season one, and going from really good friends to actually, like, being in love with each other is amazing. Mike absolutely shows that he loves Eleven, but he also shows... Um, that he can at times be very irrational with the things that he says or with being angry. But the one thing I like about Stranger Things, though, is they uh, went in with a season is they showed young love and kind of the pros and cons to young love and what that entails. And I think that was pretty sweet uh, to actually do something like that. Lucas and Max date... But at the same time, although they're together and it's been implied because they're older that they, um, it implies that they have, like, kissed and everything. I don't think I saw them kiss, though, in this season. So they're together, but they just don't look like they're together. The only thing that Max and Lucas have is maybe they cuddle once or twice or something like that. I didn't really pay attention to it much. Because of all the other shit going on. But they didn't really... Like, Eleven and Mike, you could tell, were easily dating. Because they had, like, kissing and everything going on. But Lucas and Max, I feel like they could have made that relationship more apparent than just... Oh, yeah, me and Max and this. And, you know, having them, you know, you know maybe hold hands or something. Like, they could have really showed Max and Lucas together in a much bigger way than they did. Um... Also, Hopper. I came to love Hopper a lot in this. 
He made me, he probably gave me some of the biggest laughs just because he's full on dad now. Like, he's like, oh, Mike. Like, he takes Mike out to the fucking car in one of the earlier episodes and scares the shit out of him so he doesn't come back to see Eleven. And that's why uh, he ends up lying to her because he's scared of Hopper. And then she finds out, gets mad with him, um, that he's been lying and, you know, says, I, I dump your ass. And, you know, it, it was funny. But Hopper's death sucked. But at the same time, uh, was very commendable because, you know, making us have to wait a year and a half or two years or however long till season four, wondering, is Hopper alive? Is incredible. It's incredible. I think it's a great thing. And I think that it really makes you go back and enjoy a character more. When somebody kills a main character off like they did with Iron Man, it makes you go back and watch through all of those episodes or seasons and have more respect for the character. Like, I remember when the Defenders ended and everybody thought Daredevil was dead. Us Daredevil fans, we knew he wasn't dead, but for people who maybe didn't watch Daredevil or didn't really pay attention to much... You would have gone back into all the Daredevil stuff and watched it and would have really appreciated it more. You appreciate things more when you realize um, when they're gone. Because you realize how much you appreciated it. For instance, if you have an Xbox or you have a girlfriend or a family member. When they die or move away or break, whatever it may be. You appreciate that connection that bond with whatever it is or whoever it is more when they're gone making all those memories even better and it's the same with strangers things with their characters now billy in this show i loved billy okay i always loved him from the first season but this there are three to four things that i really didn't like about the third season now don't get me wrong i love the season i love the season but at the same time, I always have my gripes with stuff. Spider-Man Far From Home, I, I'm going to go watch it. And that's why I'm going to give you guys a second rundown on it. Because, you know, I think I w- didn't really give it any criticisms. I'll have to go back and check on the podcast to see if I ever did. But I bet you when I come back from that second screening, I'll probably end up having some major criticisms of that fucking movie. But wait until that happens. But... Billy is one of the major criticisms I have with this. Not with his acting, not with the character, with how he was used, right? Like, we know he was evil. We know he was taken over by the Mind Flayer, okay? I I predicted it when I was doing my Stranger Things Season 3 final trailer analysis. I was like, yeah, he's going to be taken over. They did that, and I was like, oh, shit, I can't wait for him and Eleven to fight. What they do... But it's very underwhelming how much, how, or how little screen time he gets. In the beginning of the season, he got the most screen time. He really did. In the beginning of the season three, he got a lot of screen time. Towards the end, not really so much. Um, Billy, like the whole, okay, so when they had that trailer with Miss Wheeler and Billy, you know, having this relationship thing, they really fucked that up. And that kind of goes with Miss Wheeler and Billy. But here, here's what I would have done if I was the Duffer Brothers in this situation. I would have utilized that to make more drama into the show. Not only is now Billy corrupted by the Mind Flare, 
But at the same time, <laughs> Billy now is also with or having affairs with Nan or, or Nancy and Mike's mom, which could bring in another element of Mike's and Nancy's mother being in the final battle, but with higher stakes. Because that's another big character, not not to us so much, but to the the two bigger characters in the show. Nancy and Mike having to worry about their mom. That would be a big thing. Have Miss Wheeler also get heartbroken by figuring out what Billy's done. You know, as they're having affairs and they're getting close to each other at the same time, this is causing drama, obviously, once Mike and Nancy figure out that Billy's been doing this, then it makes tensions with Max and Mike. And next thing you know, there's fighting with, within the group because of that one thing, because Lucas will defend her and whatnot. And there could have been so much they could have utilized with that relationship. It, in me, it wouldn't be like a one-night thing. It wouldn't be like, oh, Nancy's mom or Miss Wheeler and Billy would have fucked once and that was it. No, I would have made it a eccentric part that would play into the finale because they'd keep having flirts. They would keep sleeping with each other. She would actually start to develop feelings for him, but at the same time dealing with the guilt of what she's done and hurting her family. This would, of course, cause Mike to fight with Max because her older brother is fucking his mom, and Nancy would also, but Nancy wouldn't be as hard on Max, because she's older and can understand that it's not Max's fault. Um, so there would be that whole drama if he's driving the group apart, but then come at the end of the movie, once Miss Wheeler starts to figure out Billy's been killing people or bringing them back to the Mind Flare, or even maybe his mom being taken over by the Mind Flare, you might have the kids but, like, there's two ways it could go. The mom could be the damsel in distress, right? And Billy's threatening to kill her and Eleven, really putting pressure on Mike, um, Mike especially, uh, but Nancy too. Or the mom could be taking over, like, Billy with super strength and rage and be trying to fight her son and daughter. And that could also cause, you know, Mike and Nancy to also go through a huge major struggle because now they might actually have to kill their mom to save their own lives. There's a lot of things that I feel like they could have done with that relationship with Miss Wheeler and Billy and make it play a bigger role developing Nancy and um, Mike's character while also throwing in more drama and more um, stakes at the end of the show. Ultimately, that's what I wish they did, but instead they just alerted at the pool, had some sexual jokes, she dolled up to go see him, she didn't go see him, Billy got pissed, then got into an accident, and got possessed by the, the mind flare. Now, I know you're probably going to ask, well, then how would have Billy, you know, done that if he didn't get pissed off or whatever? Or maybe he wasn't pissed, maybe he was just on his way to the motel. Well, Simple. I make some other dumbass reason why he ends up going there. Oh, hey, here's a perfect one. He goes to, um, he goes to the, um, the mill with some of his friends, his lifeguard buddies, and they have a party, and they all leave. 
but he ends up getting pulled in and then the mind slayer or the mind mind flare sorry uh pulls him in with some voices that sounds like miss wheeler or whatever and then bam gets him so there was another way they could have brought him to that facility or the steel factory to make it work but whatever you know they did what they did uh, I just thought it was a, a major flaw in the show and what they could have done with the stakes and just the r relationships and the drama. Like, they could have made that into so much stuff with just that one little implication. Um, but Billy, uh, Darcy Montgomery, he also played uh, on the 2017 Power Rangers movie. He's a great actor. I love his performance. I love seeing him. Too bad he died at the end of the season, but... I really liked his character. I just wish they utilized him more and utilized his relationship with Miss Wheeler more to cause more controversy and to have more people want to actually see this shit go down. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's whatever. Um, so who did I cover? I think I covered Hopper. Um, Joyce. Joyce and Hopper, I think, are really great together. Not, like, in the relationship sense, but, like, as the buddy cop sort of thing. They really do it. You know, they do that very well. Like, I love their relationship. Even, like, just as friends. Like, not everybody has a date to have great uh, relationships. These, these guys, man, they were fucking probably the, one of the biggest parts I was invested in watching this entire series. Hopper and Joyce. Really. Not even lying. I'm going to be honest with you. I had more fun watching Hopper, Joyce, and um, Steve, Robin, Dustin, and Erica more than the other crew. And they were dealing with the actual monsters. The reason is, is because their relationships, the comedy, that fit in at the right places with the right amount of tenseness. They just had more going on. The only time I really enjoyed watching the other groups is when Eleven had to get into a fight and then got her ass kicked. I'm sorry. Eleven did not win any of the fights in in this when it came to fighting um, Billy. Billy. When it came to fighting Billy, she lost every time. She kind of won against the Mind Flayer in some regards, but no. Billy took the cake every time in a fight. Absolutely destroying her. Eleven, like I said, great character. All the characters did great. I'm not going to go through every single one of them, but the main ones that stood out to me were Hopper, Joyce, Billy, um, even though he wasn't uh, a huge thing, uh, Robin and Steve. So, I really got to go with that. Um, so, that's really all I got for characters. Now, um, so those are my main positives. Story was great. Characters were good. Even the characters that I didn't really mention a lot about, they, they did great. They just didn't really stand out to me in this season, besides the characters I just listed. Um, and I really liked the finale. I thought the finale was amazing. They kept you on your toes a lot. Um, and they just kept it going, and I was really appreciative of it. I really enjoyed it, thoroughly. Um, but now, we gotta get into the flaws. Besides that one that I mentioned about, um, like I said, the missed relationship opportunity. We'll cut that one off. So, here's gonna be a controversial one, and I'm gonna say it, because, you know, I'm just, I'm kinda, 
over this stuff at the, at this point. But I'll give you my reason why I why I was upset by this. And it's probably not what you're thinking if you're somebody that hears these sort of things and jumps to the first conclusion, which is you're a bigot, sexist, racist. Like, if you're that type of person that jumps to that on this sort of thing or whatever, here, you, you know, it's going to bug you. But, so when Robin came out and said, yeah, I'm bi or gay, I just didn't have it. Like, I, I, like, I just couldn't have that. Now, the reason is, is because I want her and Steve together. Her being gay doesn't really play a role in the show. Like, her being gay or bi doesn't play a role in, in this entire season. I'll tell you why. She brings it up to Steve after they puke up the truth serum or the fucking hallucinogen shit that the Russians gave him in the underground lab. And she, that's it. That, that's all, that's all it did. They just were like, yeah, I'm gay. Or I'm bi. I like this girl. I wanted her to look at me. That other girl wasn't in the season to make it actually an important thing. Like, if she was gay or bi and was having a romantic conflict within the show between two characters, that's one thing. But when this character that she's talking about doesn't even exist in the show, on screen, it exists in the universe, but not on screen, it really makes that whole moment kind of just like, pan it feels like a pander moment, you know? Like, oh yeah, we have an LGBT character in our show. It's not a big flaw. Like I said, her being bi isn't what bugged me. It bugged me for two reasons. A, because I wanted her and Steve to date after their amazing chemistry mm -hmm. and relationship that they had going on. Not in like a dating way, but like in a friend way. And then at the same time, her saying she was gay didn't do anything to the show. It was just like, yeah, I'm gay. Bas basically in some up terms. She didn't say, come out and be like, oh, I'm gay. She was talking to Steve about how, you know, there was a girl in class and I was always mad because she was looking at you because I wanted her to look at me. And that was it, though. This other girl you don't see in the show. It doesn't play any real role in this entire show at all. Plays no role whatsoever. And that's why it bugs me. Because, like, if somebody's gay or bi and people come out and say this just to be like, yeah, we have an LGBT character, that is what bugs me, right? Why do you need an LGBT character in a show if it doesn't benefit the plot? Like, for instance, with Batwoman, even though I've given my opinions on why I think that sucks and, you know, the whole feminist agenda and shit, her character's gay. But it works because her romantic interest is also a girl who is gay. So it makes sense. The show might be trash, but that one thing they got right because it makes sense. Why make a gay character when there's no reason to? They, what they could have done is been like, oh, have her come out as gay when we introduce somebody to co conflict the romance with Steve and a girl. Then she could come out and be like, yeah, I'm bi. But no, there was no romantic conflict. She only had Steve. And then just came out saying, I'm gay. Like I said, I the reason I say I'm done with it, Pride Month's over with. 
we just we don't need to we don't need to have that in Stranger Things unless it actually plays a part in the show. Maybe in season four, a new girl comes to town of that same girl and it causes problems between Steve and her because she wants to date this other girl. But guess what? If they don't have that going on in the next season or in the future at all for Stranger Things, the point of mentioning that she's gay is it's pointless, right? This is how I look at it. Have a gay character in your show or an LGBT member or whatever if it has to do with the plot. The plot being the overall movie or show, story. That includes characters, um, character arcs and all of that. The climax, the beginning, everything. Everything. If it actually plays a role in it, I'm fine with it. But no, it doesn't. So I, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Very stupid to put something in there that doesn't really have any value because the story doesn't implement it or give it a reason to be implemented besides just saying it. So I, I think it's just personally a checklist thing just to be like, oh, we have an LGBT member in our show. That's really all I think why Robin said that. Like I said, I love the character. Love the character. And I can't wait to see her in season four. But that one little thing... Was not needed. Could have just easily been cut out. Or waited to be told later on. When it actually would contribute to the plot. And character relationships. But they didn't. So we kind of have to deal with that fact. But anyways. So. The whole LGBT pander. That was uh, a thing I had wrong with it. The lack of Billy's inclusion. Uh, is a problem I had with it. So another problem I guess I would have with it is it's really hard to say this because I also loved it, the climax. I loved it but hated it at the same time. Um, I, I don't think it has anything to do with the monster. I just think it, it has to do with the fact of how they... I don't know, like, how they did everything just seemed a little kind of, eh. I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's not something I can pinpoint and be like, that was the thing right there that really pissed me off about it. Because they, the monster was good, the action was good, but I feel like they missed an opportunity to make the stakes higher. You know, they killed Billy, they killed Hopper, and Alexi. Why didn't they kill Joyce too? Have Joyce and Hopper both die, sacrificing their life because they're both there to stop the portal. I I think that's what bothered me. I think that's what bothered me. Maybe I can pinpoint it. Because there was a lack of a death in there that bugged me about this season. I wanted there to be one more major death because really there was only one. Alexi, not really because he was introduced in this season. Billy, kinda, he was introduced last season, but they didn't really do much with him this season, so I can't really consider him a, the major death, Hopper was the major death, but what they needed to do was kill somebody else off, somebody big, not Mad Max, not her, I would have not been okay with that, um, but anybody, Dustin, Mike, Eleven, 
people that we've had for three straight seasons, it's okay to kill one of them. Jonathan, Nancy, it would be okay. The thing is, I want them to do more than one death. Because if they just say, oh yeah, Hopper's alive, he didn't really turn to dust, I'm going to be pissed. And it's the same thing with Avengers Endgame. We don't need Iron Man to come back to life. We need to keep him dead. Same thing with Hopper. Keep him dead. Because it makes seeing Hopper in every previous season, when you rewatch it, memorable. Worth that death. And here at PC Boys, you know, when we talk about this stuff together, we all have different opinions. We're all controversial on everything. Me, I'm not afraid to go out there and, and say things that people might disagree with. Because then I can have, sit down and have a conversation with people about why I think these things. For instance, saying, you know, some people might come out and say, well, there was a reason for Robin to be gay. I just respectfully disagree. I just feel like if you want something like that in there, you can put it in. But only if it has to do with either character relationships or a benefit to the plot. If it doesn't at all, like if it's a love story, that would definitely benefit to the plot. If she liked Steve and another girl and was kind of bouncing between the two and didn't know what to do, that would make a lot of sense. That would have been okay. But when you just say that she's gay, that doesn't really have a big, um, you know, implementation to it. But... That's my overall review of the, of the third season. I think that the uh, rating that I would give this is probably... I mean, it's not my favorite season because I've watched the first two, or, well, the first two, and then this one. So I think if I had to rank the seasons, it'd be two, three, one. I like this season a lot, but it was by far not my favorite because I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities they had with what uh, they were doing story-wise. But yeah, so other than that, um, it, it was a great season. I, I liked it. I can't wait for the fourth one. Hopefully they develop the new characters even more, and hopefully they raise the stakes higher. So that's kind of all I really have to at or, or want from the next season. Maybe they'll pull a Spider-Man Far From Home on me and get everything that I complained about and then just say, yeah, we'll fix that. We're on it. Um, but yeah, no. So that's really all I have for the review. Um, if I had to rank it, like I said, it would be the or the second season, third season, the first. But as like a, as a number grade, I give this an eight. It's good, but it's not great. It's not great. It's good. I like it, but it's it's not my favorite. And there was flaws that I feel like they could have buffed out either by cutting things out or saving some reveals for later seasons, like um, Robin being gay. They could have or by they could have saved that revelation to uh, the next season and introduce a new character to create a romantic uh, conflict and then announce it. I feel like they could have done that better, or like they should have done with Miss Wheeler. And Billy, they could have made things work out better than they did. But yeah, that's that's it. That's the end of the review. Um, like I said, I'll be putting up later this week, at some point, whenever I get the time, um, the Spider-Man Far From Home uh, second screening uh, thoughts and picking up on things that I didn't see on the first screening. So yeah, just be looking out for that. And we'll see you all in the next one.